Hello everyone, welcome back to the Basketball Mind Podcast, and before I get started, just wanted to apologize for my absence last week because I was feeling pretty sick and I literally could not get like three to four sentences off before coughing, but I feel a lot better right now. And I'm actually kind of happy that I took the week off because a lot of crazy things has happened in the NBA and I just don't even know where to start. Well, obviously I know which team to start with, but it's just this news has just been spiraling out of control and I've just been sitting back watching it happen and it's pretty... um. I don't even, like, know the worst. It's, like, weird. Like, I'm not shocked, but the way that things have just transpired this last week has just been crazy. And, <clears throat> yeah, just been taking a week to just try to get better, get back to this point, and just talk about basketball and just what's been going on. But, I mean... Surprise, the surprise, the big news here, obviously, in the focus of the podcast today, we'll be talking about mostly the Brooklyn Nets and Kyrie Irving and just what's been going on with them this past week. Obviously, you've all seen what Kyrie did, how he tweeted a link to a movie, an anti-Semitic movie, and now everyone is just kind of pretty upset with him and Kyrie's unwillingness to kind of explain himself or talk to the media or just sort of kind of like give a formal apology for what he did but now all that's kind of been going on well first to start off with the Nets firing Steve Nash well they said they parted ways but this was a move that I wasn't really surprised with because the writing was kind of on the wall when KD called for Nash to get fired during the offseason. And the Nets aren't off to the greatest start to the season. I mean, Let me just pull up their record real quick. But I believe they're 3-6. and six. If I'm not missing. Okay, the Nets are 4-6 and six as of November 6. So they're 4-6. and six. They're not off to a great start. I think they were like two and five when Nash got fired but yeah he got fired and then immediately there are talks about them potentially signing Ime Udoka who's currently serving a suspension for the Boston Celtics and the timing was just kind of wrong because we all know what Udoka Ime Udoka did why he's serving his suspension with the Celtics and the way that it happened so quickly after Nash got fired, it just kind of didn't feel right. Like, it just made me think that this was a move that they were planning a long time ago because there's no way that they just turn around and kind of make that happen. Now, Emil Doko is not officially the coach of the Nets yet there. The Nets have pretty much said that they haven't made a decision on it, but the big rumors was that they were about to get Ime Udoka as a head coach. <clears throat> and then shortly after that, that's when Kyrie Irving made that tweet to that to that movie and it 
it's been getting a lot of attention and a lot of traction and it's gotten pretty ugly to say the least on both sides with Kyrie not really saying much to explain his actions and just like the movie itself like obviously I haven't seen the movie but I've heard a lot of bad things about it and just like the biggest like concern about the movie that I've been hearing about is it questions the Holocaust existence and it's just it's not it's not really a good look because this isn't the this isn't the first time Kyrie's been the center of any type of controversy and he's actually been playing well this season like he's putting up good numbers and I'm happy to see that but he always gets involved in some off-court issues and drama that just takes away from that and this is just like a bad scenario that the Nets are in this is actually the worst case scenario right now because yes Kyrie's putting up numbers but now the Nets suspended him at least five games and now they gave but now they're giving him tasks they has to complete before he can rejoin the team I'll go more into depth in that later but it feels kind of like the same thing that went down last year where it was just KD by himself just having to put up with this. And again, it's just Kevin Durant and then Ben Simmons being a shell of him, of his former self. It's just a bad thing. It's, it's just a bad thing. Now with the Kyrie Irving situation, there's been a lot of things that's been going on. Nike just came out and said that they won't release like the latest version of his shoes because of the comments and it's just he's been receiving a lot of backlash like do I think it's all deserved do I think that they're doing a lot well that's not really for me to decide because at the end of the day Kyrie Irving is representing the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA and at the end of the day they have to save face and I mean if you're Kyrie Irving like you just have to know better better than to just put yourself in that situation like I've seen a lot of people online that's trying to defend Kyrie saying oh he didn't even do that much and trying to deflect it and say oh this person has done way worse that's not the issue right now. It still doesn't excuse what he did. And it's just it's just a tough situation. And I mean, I don't even know much to say about because like this isn't even a basketball issue. Like it's one thing to say that the Nets are struggling, but now they got to deal with this, this off-court distraction on top of just firing a head coach and still trying to find a new one there's a lot of things that they need a lot of things that's happened to the Nets all at once that I don't see how they can even really recover from this I think it, it this all will just lead to a Kevin Durant trade that he requested in the offseason that they obviously didn't get done but it's kind of like if you're Kevin Durant how much of this do you put up with before you just ask out. I'm actually about to pull up the 
things that Kyrie Irving needs to do before he can even rejoin the Nets because he has to do a lot. Because his original suspension was only for five games, but now he has to do fulfill some tasks before he can even rejoin the team. So let me just see if I can find it real quick. Yeah, so he has to do six things. First thing he has to do, well, it's not in any certain order, but I'm just reading down the list. He has to apologize or condemn the movie that he tweeted the link about. Donate $500,000 in donation to anti-hate causes. Has to undergo sensitivity training, anti-Semitic training, meet with ADL Jewish leaders, and then meet with Josiah to demonstrate understanding. If he can complete those six things, he can return to the team. Now there is no timeline for this, so this could he could this could get done very quickly, or Kyrie Irving could pretty much. I mean, I don't even want to say be out for the whole season, but I mean, I'm gonna be honest. I don't really see Kyrie going through with all of this like immediately. I feel like you I feel like he would really just try to wait it out and just see what happens and hope that this all blows over. I don't really I don't see him doing all of these. Like he might do some, but he's definitely not doing all. And if that results with him missing the whole season, then where does that leave Kevin Durant? He would just, that would just most likely make KD want to leave and ask for a trade. And it will put the Brooklyn Nets back to where they were in the offseason when KD originally asked to be traded. I mean, I really don't want to speak too much on it because personally, I haven't seen the film myself. I have no interest in watching it, but... It's just one of those situations where you're like, why Kyrie? Just Why would you even put yourself in that situation? Because you know what people are going to say. Like, it, it's tough. And like Adam Silver got involved with it. He met with Kyrie just to kind of discuss his stance. You have NBA players just kind of speak out and just kind of can his actions it's just a tough situation to be in and I mean it's just it's really hard to dissect but this will be this is going to be interesting to just notice or just to monitor over the next couple weeks as we find out what Kyrie decides to do <clears throat> now who I do remember he did originally donate $500,000 to some organization but then they denied it because they didn't feel his apology was sincere because he didn't really say that he was sorry <clears throat> it was just kind of like one of those beat around a bush responses to where he was like like I don't even know how to explain it but like he just kind of like beat around a bush but he didn't really say that I'm sorry for what I did more like I'm sorry that what I said offended you kind of thing but yeah <clears throat> that's the Brooklyn Nets in a nutshell right now and also and it doesn't really help that they're struggling right now so <clears throat> it's just been a complete dumpster fire I don't even know 
Like, obviously, Steve Nash wasn't the man for the job. I'm not... <clears throat> he was pretty much set up for failure. He was not really given a chance to succeed, and... <clears throat> hope, hopefully, they can find someone that can... <clears throat> well, I honestly don't even know if, if any current coach could fix this situation. They honestly just need to blow it up, in my opinion. They... The Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant experiment, it was a failure. There's nothing more to say about it. It was a complete, utter failure, and they just need to start over. Trade KD, try to get some first-round picks. <coughs> Dump Ben Simmons if you have to as well. <coughs> and whatever trade value Kyrie has, just try to get something back for him. I mean, yeah, that's the nest. They're just kind of, <clears throat> they're stuck because they're not off to a great start. I didn't really have high hopes for them to begin with. And, I mean, I know it's early, but I just kind of want to say that their season is kind of done. <clears throat> I don't see a path for the nest to just kind of get back on track. Like, the, the team chemistry is just kind of, like, ruptured, I feel like. And it's the same story. Like, this is the same thing that's been going on for the past couple years. <clears throat> like, I don't even know. I don't even know what they're going to do. I don't know how the Kyrie situation is going to play out. <clears throat> but, hopefully he can take accountability and just... Like, I know people are saying that what Kyrie did wasn't that bad. But at some point, I feel like you just have to take accountability for your actions instead of trying to deflect or just try to <clears throat> make excuses for why you did it. I mean, it, it's tough. That, that's all I gotta say. That's all I gotta say. <clears throat> but... Moving on to some other teams <coughs> that cough was because I didn't have much water today, which was not a great choice to make. But the Philadelphia 76ers, James Harden, was also a former net and left because of the <laughs> the foolishness I was going over in Brooklyn. He's out for a month with a right foot tendon strain. Now, the Sixers, they've been kind of... Where are they? Oh my god, they're also 4-6 and six right now. Yeah, they haven't really gone out to a great start. <clears throat> Again, like I said, MB looks out of shape. Like, he doesn't look that well into shape. It just feels like him and Harden just can't both have a good game at the same time. <clears throat> but what this Harden injury will do, it will give Maxi more opportunities. And <clears throat> he's been making the most out of these opportunities, dropping back-to-back 30-plus -back point games. So he's getting more shots. <clears throat> and Embiid should be dominating because the offense goes through him now 
or it's always gone through him, even with Harden healthy. I just don't see how they're struggling so much. Like, I know they have flaws, but you do not want to get off to a bad start in the NBA. I just kind of want to look at their schedule real quick. Let me just see who they got coming up. <laughs> Philadelphia, they are right here. They just lost to the Knicks, which is kind of... They lost to the Knicks and the Wizards. They play the Suns tomorrow night. Then they're at Atlanta. Then they play Atlanta again, but back in Philly. And then the Utah Jazz. Then the Bucks on the 18th. <clears throat> Phoenix is going to be tough. Atlanta will be tough as well. I mean, I want to say Utah might be a gimme win, but Utah has been off to a surprisingly hot start despite the talent that they kind of have on their team. We kind of expected the Jazz to be tanking, but I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they're winning games. I don't even know what their motive is or what the plan for Utah because no one's really expecting them to do make any noise late into the season. But yeah, so Philly kind of has a rough stretch, and then they go on a stretch where they play the Nets, Hornets, Magic twice, <clears throat> and then yeah. But why am I saying the Warriors lost to the Magic? Literally, the Warriors lost to the Magic and the Pistons, so I'm not putting anything past them. Anyway, Sixers better get back on track really soon, or they could really be falling out of the standings in the Eastern Conference. Speaking of the East, let me look at these standings real quick. <clears throat> so, we have the Bucks as the only undefeated team left in the East. Follow, and then next have Cleveland at, in the second place at 7-1. and one. Now, Cleveland's been doing really good. Donovan Mitchell's been doing a great job when Darius Garland was out due to injury. But when Darius Garland came back, they played so well together. Like, this this Cleveland team is more complete than I initially thought they were. Like, I looked at them as a young team. I knew they were going to get better. But they really look like a complete team. You have a deadly backcourt. And you have two guys in Mobley and Allen at to protect the realm. Like, this is honestly one of the most complete rosters in the NBA, in my opinion. <clears throat> now, do I think they have the talent to compete with the Bucks? I still have the Bucks coming out of the East, but I want to sleep on Cleveland. They have the Celtics and Hawks making up three and four. Five and six goes Raptors and Bulls. Seven and eight is the Pacers and Wizards. And, yeah, man. Like the Sixers have been disappointing, been disappointing me. The Heat have been disappointing me. They're also four and six. <clears throat> now we look over to the West. The Suns are still first in the West at seven and two. I know they had their issues in the offseason, but despite all of that, they can they're coming together and winning games in the regular season. <clears throat> then you got the Jazz at second at seven and three. You got the Grizzlies at six and three at third. Portland six and three at fourth. A lot of teams are six and three in the West. <clears throat> After Portland at five, you have Denver. Then you have the Mavericks, the P 
Pelicans and the Clippers. That rounds out the top eight. And just talking about disappointments in the West, the Golden State Warriors are three and seven. They are three and seven. And if you like see who they lost to, it makes no sense at all. <clears throat> like it literally makes no sense. Let me pull up their schedule. I almost got confused for a preseason game for a second. The Warriors are currently on a five-game losing streak. This is actually kind of weird to look at. The Warriors losing five games in a row in a regular season is, is unheard of. <clears throat> During that five-game stretch, which all of them have been on the road, by the way, they've lost to the Hornets, the Pistons, the Heat, the Magic, and the Pelicans. That's, that's bad. And just from what I've seen. Their defense doesn't look that great. They're giving up way too many points. They're, they rank last in, opponent, in opponent's points per game. They're giving up over 121 points a game so far. They rank 27th in rebounding, so they're not really getting any extra possessions. <clears throat> I mean, they rank 4th in points per game, but they are dead last in opponent points per game. They can't stop nobody. Now, I mean, as the, like, from what we've seen from the Warriors in the last couple of years, I'm not really, I'm not completely worried yet because... They've won four championships in the past eight years. You still have the same core there. I feel like they'll figure it out. Those, this is a team. Like if if there's an if there's a team that can turn it around, it's the Warriors. I feel like. So it it definitely raises my eyebrow, but I'm not that concerned about their positioning. It's a long season. <clears throat> And <clears throat> it's still pretty tight in the West, so they it's, they're not completely out of water yet. Unless if this is all part of their master plan to tank for Victor Wimbenyama, then I think the league should be <clears throat> scared. Uh, speaking of <clears throat> games tonight, got the Cavaliers at the Lakers. That might be interesting, mostly just because I want to watch Cleveland play so I can see more of what Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell can do together on the court. <laughs> I was most, the only thing I was worried about this pairing was the size, obviously. They're both around 6'1", 6'2". <clears throat> but Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland, they're both getting their shots. They're both putting up. 25 to 30 points a game, it seems like. Got two rim protectors down low. <clears throat> and then Karis LeVert, I believe they have starting at the small forward position. <clears throat> Just so happy with what Cleveland's got going on over there. Bulls and Raptors, I'm not that excited about. Pascal Siakam's going to be out for two weeks with a, a groin injury. 
So that's going to be something to watch moving forward. They're currently 5-4. and four, And Pascal Siakam has been playing like an MVP. So sucks to see him go out like that. But he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. Got the Wizards at the Grizzlies. I mean, I, I kind of already know what the Grizzlies bring to the table. But you can never go wrong with some more John Morant highlights. I might tune into this Jazz and Clippers game just to see how the Jazz are just putting up these wins when they're supposed to be bad. I mean, so, like I projected them to be bad, but they're 7-3. and three. Clippers still no Kawhi Leonard dealing with load management, managing that knee injury. That That's like the one thing that I've... Been disappointed with the Clippers. Like, I know Kawhi Leonard's coming off of an ACL injury. But going into the season, we were told that Kawhi Leonard was ready to go when the season started. <clears throat> and he's only played two games. And it seems like he's not going to be back on the court anytime soon. It's why I didn't pick the Clippers to come out of the West. Like, I don't know what's going on with Kawhi Leonard <clears throat> and his injury. But hopefully he can find his way back on the court and the Clippers can at least make a deep run. Because John Wall's looked pretty good. I like what I've seen from John Wall. And if he can keep that same energy and just stay on the court. The Clippers, like I said, we always say this. The Clippers can be scary. But something can and will always go wrong with that franchise. <clears throat> but... Looking forward to, I guess I can kind of transition into my personal power rankings <coughs> in the NBA. Now, I may need a minute or two just to look these over because these power rankings were for last week. And now that a week has gone by, I might need to shake some things up. But fortunately for me, my power rankings won't have to change that much. Because the teams that I had last week are still pretty much up there in my top five, personally. Okay, that did not take me long at all just to come up with that list. Going off of a whim, but these are my top five for the NBA Power Rankings so far. And number five, as much as I don't want to do this... I kind of have to because they're doing so well in this regular season. And that's the Utah Jazz at number five. Like, look, they're seven and three. I can just look at their schedule to see who they beat because I'm pretty sure that they weren't favored to win in most of the games. But the Utah Jazz right now, Seven and three. They rank fifth in assists per game, which is kind of crazy. Fifth in points per game as well. <coughs> as well. Notable wins are against the They beat the Grizzlies twice. They beat the Pelicans, the Timberwolves, and the Denver Nuggets. Those are some Big wins. 
actually. Now that I'm looking at this, I might need to switch four and five around because I have the Grizzlies at four, but they've lost to the Jazz twice. So I'm going to just do a little switcheroo and have the Grizzlies at five and the Utah Jazz at four, just straight for head-to-head -head matchup reasons. But at number three, I'm going to have the Phoenix Suns at number three. They have the best record in the Western Conference right now. They pretty much picked up where they left off last season, regular season-wise. I mean, in terms of strength of schedule, they beat the Warriors. That was a game where Klay Thompson got ejected. It was a close game, I believe, up until Klay Thompson got ejected, and then the Suns just ran away with it. Beat the Pelicans, Timberwolves, and the Mavericks. <clears throat> but, I mean... Yeah, they've just been winning the games that they're supposed to be winning. 7-2, best record in the West. Not much to really say about that. Then at number two, I'm going to have the Cleveland Cavaliers. They've been off to a hot start. Only one loss in eight games so far. Sixth in points per game. <clears throat> Third in opponent points per game. So their defense has been elite and I'm just kind of curious I'm just trying to remind myself who they lost to oh yeah they lost oh they lost their first game against the Raptors but only by three points then ever since then they beat the Celtics twice and then the rest of these games are just to be to be quite frank Outside of the Celtics and the Raptors, a lot of these games are were games they were supposed to win. Like, I see the Wizards, I see the Magic and the Knicks and the Pistons. They play the Lakers later today. But their schedule is going to pick up really soon with playing the Warriors, Bucks, Timberwolves, Heat. And then Bucks shortly again. So, this November is not going to be a cakewalk. You got the 76ers at the end of the month for the Cavaliers that they'll have to play. So, it'll be interesting to see what their record will stand at after the month of November. And that leads me to my number one power ranking team. Which, I have the Milwaukee Bucks at number one for obvious reasons. They have the best record in basketball, 9-0. and Like, that's crazy. They're first in opponent points per game. They're only allowing 101 points. First in rebounding. <clears throat> like, this is just old school basketball, it seems like. With Giannis just being dominant. Now, most of this could be the strength of their schedule. They played the Rockets, the Nets, Knicks, Hawks, Pistons twice, the Timberwolves, and the Thunder. But, I mean, these are games they're supposed to win, and they're winning. Now, looking at their schedule in November just to see <coughs> if they'll be tested. They played the Cavs, Sixers, Cavs again, 
Mavericks. They play the Warriors in December. <clears throat> I could honestly see the Bucks in November only losing possibly two games in November. And if I count out these games real quick. Eleven games in November, they lose two, so that's nine wins. I could see them being eighteen and two at the end of November, which would be insane if that happens. Giannis is putting up MVP numbers, he like he always does. He's currently my front runner for MVP right now because he's, I believe he's putting up career highs in almost every category. Definitely points per game for sure, but for rebounds and stuff, let me look at that. Real quick, 33.5 points a game, 12.9 rebounds. <clears throat> I want to look at his stats from other seed. Will it not pull up the stats from the other seasons? I want to see what his... Yo, I got to do this one by one, I see. It might be quicker if I go to basketball reference. Yeah, so he's putting up career highs and points per game. And yeah, that's pretty much it. He's scoring more than because he averaged 29.9 last year, averaging 32.6 this year. Averaging a career high in rebound. No, not a career high in rebounds. Second best. Trying to look at these stats. What's this field goal percentage? <clears throat> but yeah, so far, Giannis is averaging a career high 32 and a half points per game this season. He and Luca are right now my front runners for MVP on. MVP right now and yeah it's just Bucks look like to take the season by storm and they're still waiting Chris Milton to come back Drew Holiday's been balling out for them as well and that's pretty much all I had I didn't want to spend most of the episode bashing the Brooklyn Nets because they've already kind of been getting bashed at all week, and I just didn't want to pile on. I just didn't. I just didn't want to pile on to more of the toxicity that surrounds this franchise. 
Well, let me look at some games coming up this week. Any big games that might catch my eye? Suns and Sixers could get interesting. Bucks and Hawks. Celtics and Grizzlies is on League Pass. Oh, no. <clears throat> that's that's tomorrow. No games on Tuesday because of Election Day, of course. Then they're back at it on Wednesday. Nothing really amuses me. But I do want to plan to watch more Cavs and Hawks games. I caught a little bit of the Hawks and Pelicans game last night, and I just saw the Hawks sell a lead for a little bit, but they managed to get it done. Want to get more Pelicans games? Because Zion Williamson has been out of his mind. And I just want to watch more games of him. And then, yeah, that's pretty much it. Just catch more Hawks and Pelicans games and Cavs games. And just to, oh, and Jazz games. Just to see that the 7-3 start isn't a fluke and that they're actually a good team. But that's all I had for today's episode of the Basketball Mind Podcast, and I'll see you next week to hopefully not bash on the Nets in a negative light, but to talk more about basketball-related topics. But till next week, I'll see y'all later.